0: Haven't heard in so long. Where is Dorothy? She's already down there. There she is. Yes. Thank you for that song. I haven't heard that in a long time. Um, Growing up, I would sing that song, so it just brought back a lot of memories. And it's a great, great song. How are you tonight? You're good. Good to see you all. And uh, we uh, this morning, what was interesting is we were worshiping, and they had a blackout um, in our service at the end. And it was amazing. To, we, were, we were so caught up in worship that even though the amps, amps came off and they turned black and we had our candles, the candle was lighting, so we had a light. And we were so in worship with the Lord that it didn't matter. It didn't matter that we didn't have lights and the microphones. It mattered that our voices were lifting up to God. And so um, they were having a blackout on the street, so they don't have a backup generator, but uh, eventually it came back on, because we started to take our cell phones out to, to get a flashlight so we could put things away. And it was just an amazing time this morning, and we're so thankful. I trust that this morning was great as well. Um, as Pastor Nick mentioned, you had an amazing service, and we just want to open ourselves to God's Word. And the title of the sermon tonight is Fulfill Your Destiny. And we are looking at Luke chapter 1 tonight, 26 to 38. If you have your Bibles, we'll turn to that. When you think about this month, we think a lot about our uh, walk and our relationship with the Lord. And and every time we come to the Word of God, we want to think about our spiritual walk with the Lord. And I have a couple questions for you before we start to actually get into the Word here. Think about your life right now. What is your purpose? Why are we here? What is the purpose of us being here? What does God want from us? When you think about your life, what does God want from you specifically? Because everyone has a calling. We're all called to believe in Jesus Christ. Our calling is to love the Lord, to walk with him. And then we all have uh, specific things in our life that we should complete and get done before we go home. What is your destiny? What does your future look like? What is your life supposed to look like before you leave this earth? Because I mentioned this morning to our church family, you cannot guarantee that tomorrow will happen for you. This past weekend I had to attend a funeral for uh, related to my cousin, and the gentleman that passed was only 41. He had a cold, he had a massive heart attack, he was in cold blue for 30 minutes, and he was gone. He was gone. And he leaves behind a 12-year-old son and a three-month-old year daughter, only 41. And many people came to that funeral yesterday to to honor and show respect. But when you look at uh, that situation, that could be me, that could be you, it could be any of us. And so we cannot guarantee that tomorrow will happen for us. And so what God wants you and I to do is to make sure that we complete or uh, fulfill our destiny that he has for you and me. This is also a season of miracles. God can do the impossible. And He can do the impossible all year round. He just calls us to have this faith and trust in the Lord. And so, as we think about this, we want to look at the, the passage of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Remembering in this story that God can do amazing things through simple people like you and me, God does not need uh, strong and intelligent and smart people to do his work. He just needs faithful, surrendering people who are willing to complete his call and to do the work of the Lord. So looking at Luke chapter 1, this is what it says. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to, do a, to, to a virgin pledged to be married to a na- man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary. The angel went to her saying, "'Greetings, you are highly favored. "'The Lord is with you.'" Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, "'Don't be afraid, Mary. "'You have found favor with God. "'You will be with child and give birth to a son, "'and you are to give him the name Jesus. "'He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High.'" The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we open ourselves to this word. We open ourselves to what you have to teach us. We are thankful that every time we come to your word, your word has something to say. We are thankful that this is the living and active and breathing word upon our life. And if we don't know what to do, we have your word to go to. We thank you, Lord, that you're gonna fill this time, fill this space with your presence. Thank you for the time of worship already. Thank you for the time of things that happened this morning. Thank you for what you're gonna do right now. We pray that we would surrender our hearts, surrender our soul, surrender our mind to you, O Lord. May we be open to what you have to say. Remove any resistance that's happening right now. Remove all the distractions in our life right now. Remove the things that we are worrying about tomorrow. And God, may we just focus on you because you call us to focus on you. So may you bless this time, bless this word in Jesus' name, amen. The Bible talks about how an angel approached Mary and the angel's name was Gabriel. And the Bible says that Mary is a virgin. She's going to marry Joseph. She is from Galilee. These are important details to note in the Bible. Whenever we read the Bible, we want to take note of all the different details. Virgin meaning she is pure. She has never been with anyone sexually. This this piece of information is important as we look through the entire story. She was pledged to be married. A lot of women at her time of her age were getting ready or getting set up to be married. You know, time has changed now. We don't do that as often. Although sometimes my mom thinks she still has that privilege to do that. And so um, even on the airplane, I was coming home, this guy was saying, would you be interested in talking to my friend? I'm like, I'll think about it. Anyways, (laughs) um, her husband was a descendant of David, meaning he falls in the line of Judah. This is important because you will recall or you will read in the Bible that the Messiah had to come from the line of Judah, from the tribe of Judah. And Mary is from a town called Galilee. Galilee is a very small town. There's not much happening in the town. It was not a respected region. So think about all these factors. Mary is poor. She's a woman. She is young. She's from Galilee. She's pledged to be married. And in this moment, we have in the word of God in uh, verse In verse 26, it says how an angel comes to her and presents to her and says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then the angel goes on to say, You're going to have a son named Jesus, and he will be called the Most High, and he will do wonderful work. And so she's told all of these different things. And if you really think about it, she's just a simple kind of person. She's just an ordinary person, an ordinary young lady. And God has called her to something bigger than herself. God has called her to something bigger than her circle, bigger than her friends, bigger than her family, and bigger than she ever dreamed or imagined. And what God has called her to do is not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. It will be a difficult task. What God was asking her to do was actually beyond her capacity, beyond her gifting, beyond her skill set. And the same will happen in our life. As you walk with God, God is going to call you to do something that is beyond what you're doing right now. And that's number one. God has a destiny for your life beyond what you are doing right now. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Right now, you might be thinking that what you're doing, your job, your role, your situation, maybe you think that's where you stop. But what if there's more? What if God is calling you to more? Sometimes you think right now maybe your, your calling is to retire as a bank worker. Maybe you think your calling is to remain a mom or a dad at home. Maybe a grandparent or work in a retail store. But what if there's more? And I really believe this. What if God has more for you? Not that what you're doing is wrong or that it's less than anything else because maybe your calling is to help kids, or your calling is to retire as a bank worker. But what if, you're, what if you're doing right now is actually a setup for something for the future? What if all this time that you've been working in the church or working at home or working on that job or working on that project is actually a setup to something more, something that requires greater capacity? You might be doubting yourself, but maybe but God is not doubting you. You are not sure, but God is sure about you. You might be saying to yourself, I'm a nobody. I have nothing to offer, but God is sure about you. You know why? Because he made you. The Bible says you were wonderfully and fearfully made. He made you. He actually knows you better than you know yourself. You think you're not qualified because you come from a small town. People talk about your country, how nothing good comes out of Galilee or nothing good comes out of this town or this city or this island that you have no education, that you are the wrong race or the wrong culture or you have no money. God doesn't need all those things to make things work. God can do anything. You think he needs flashy lights and amplified guitar for him to hear the worship of his people? This morning we proved that he doesn't need all those things. God doesn't need the things that we think we need to do his work. He just needs a heart that is going to surrender to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. And he's calling you and me to do something bigger than ourselves, something higher and bigger if you're willing to embrace it. God was calling Mary, nobody, women, young, we are considered nobody in the eyes of society. And God says, I want her. She's going to be the mother of Jesus. God's doing the same thing with you. Reflect on, reflect on your life. And he's done that with me. My first job was working at the Richmond Hill Library. I organized books. We would take all the books from the uh, people would have to drop off the books through the, the slot. take them in, then I have to check it in. And um, <coughs> we, were called, we were asked to make sure when we check in the books, is at the right date? Because if we do the wrong date, then they get fined, right? I remember one time I was checking in books, checking in books. I'm like, man, why are all these people getting fines? And I'm like, oh, no, I got the wrong date. And so that was an important job where I had to take in books and then take the books upstairs and stack them. I loved that job. It was a great job. I, uh, I didn't have to talk to anybody. It was awesome. Right. So it was an amazing job. Nobody, to bother Nobody bothered me. No problems, no whatever. I, got the, I put the book Where it belonged, I saw the result, and I was satisfied. It was a great job. My second job, I was a medical filer. And working in a, like I said this morning, a doctor's office is very stressful. We had six doctors filing for all of those patients. My sister and I did that together. My third job was working in the retail store. And I worked in the aisles. I worked in the copy center. I worked in furniture. I worked at the front customer service. And that job taught me a lot about customer service my fourth job i worked at the head office of that same company and i did customer service care and every time god was moving me up and moving me up moving me up and i was just the same tina i just did my work the best i could and god saw that and he kept opening a door now my job that i'm doing now or my vocation is what i do now which is my calling is to preach god's word and to help people see that god (laughs) is in our lives and he's important and so I never thought I was going to do this. I never thought I'd be up here talking to you or talking to people. I never thought in a million years. And Mary must have been thinking the same thing. But do you realize that God has something more for you beyond your understanding, beyond your expectation? God is calling each one of us to fulfill our destiny. And so when you think about that, I want you to think about your life Here's what verse 29 says. This is how Mary responds to the call. It says here, she was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel says, don't be afraid. And so when God is calling you to do something that is beyond your understanding, beyond your scope, or beyond your capacity, number two is, don't let fear block your destiny. Don't let fear block your destiny. When Mary heard what God wanted her to do, the word of God says she was troubled, she was scared, and the angel says, don't be afraid. <clears throat> and sometimes the thing that God is asking you to do will cause you to be fearful. God, I don't know how to be a parent. I don't know how to be a wife or a husband. I don't know how to be a pastor. I don't know how to be a bus driver or a teacher, and so we get scared how many times in your life could you say that you were scared to do the very thing that God asked you to do? Most of us would probably, if we're honest, we would say, yes, there were times I was scared. What about the times you said no to something God asked you to do? Most people would think, say that fear is the reason they don't move forward in life. Fear is the reason they are scared. It's the reason some people don't buy a house or don't get married or don't make friends or don't fly on a plane somewhere. It's the reason why some of us don't take a job or we don't start a business or we don't finish our schoolwork because we are afraid. Now here, think about this question. It's not going to be on the screen. Why are we afraid to do what God calls us to do? Why are we afraid to move forward? Think about this, letter A, because we doubt ourselves. We say to ourselves, God, I can't do what you're asking me to do. I can't speak, I can't write, I can't run, I can't sing, I can't lead, I can't, we make all these excuses as to why we can't do what God wants us to do. Why are we doubting ourselves when God knows we can do it? Why are we doubting ourselves when God believes we can do it and fulfill the destiny? Letter B, we don't wanna do what God wants us to do because we don't wanna fail. So we don't bother trying. Many years ago when uh, Rosewood Church asked me to think about um, planting out in Richmond Hill, I hesitated because I didn't want to fail. Because I'm accustomed to doing something and seeing fruit come out of it. And this was a little bit interesting because, a little bit different for me because I felt like I really have to trust God if I'm gonna do this. And so God was really pushing me to a new level of trust a new level of understanding, a new level of having faith in the Lord. And so sometimes we don't want to do the thing that God calls us to do because we don't want to fail, if we're being honest. And then, let her see we don't want to do what God calls us to do or we're fearful because we don't want to hear people say, I told you so. You shouldn't have done that. I told you so. You shouldn't have gone in that direction. So many times we'd rather play it safe. Right? Than to complete what God wants us to do. And this is what we call playing it safe. And here's the thing about fear and being afraid you don't want to be 60, 70, 80, and 90 and look back and say, why didn't I do the thing that God asked me to do? Why didn't I complete my assignment? Why didn't I fulfill my destiny? Why was I not obedient to the Lord? Because you have to remember that fear as somebody said is actually false evidence appearing as reality fear is false evidence as appearing as reality and you can you and i can spend so much time worrying about the thing that god's calling us to do having all this anxiety about the thing that god's asking us to do saying it's too hard don't want to do it and guess what then we'll never receive the blessing that god has in store for us if we say no we will lose that on all the blessing because we want to see where it's going. I don't know about you. I've done this with God. God, I don't know where this is going. Why am I walking in faith still? I don't know where this is going. This is hard. This is not easy. But God is calling each one of us to exercise faith in the Lord. Amen. So are you letting fear pull you back? Are you letting fear the reason you won't move forward? Is, is it the reason you are stuck? because you have all of this fear. But here's something to think about. This is so key today. When you're thinking about what God is asking you to do, the same God that calls you to the very thing that you're scared to do gives you the power to do it. Amen? Amen. Look at your Bible, verse 31. It says, Mary, don't be afraid. Verse 30. You will be a child, you'll give birth to a son, and she go, the angel goes on to say everything about who Jesus will be. Mary asks a very important question. How is this going to be uh, to the angel? I'm a virgin, she says. The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will be upon you. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. For even your cousin Elizabeth is going to have a child, for nothing is impossible with God. Verse 37, some translations, say, for no word from God will fail. You see, God never calls you to do something without giving you the power to do it. Amen? Amen? And that's number three. The Holy Spirit always empowers us to do the impossible when it comes to God's calling. I can testify that about my life. Many of the things I do is because of the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not my strength. It's not my power, it's God's power. And the Holy Spirit will give you power as well for whatever you need to do. When we do it on our own strength, it will take longer, it will have less impact, and we won't see the hand of God and we won't see miracles, but when we let the Holy Spirit come in, when we let him do his work, when we let the Holy Spirit to have complete control in our life, get ready for the impossible to happen in your life. In Mary's life, God said, I, I want to carry this child, but I, need, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And the angel says, you don't need to worry about that. The Holy Spirit will let you conceive. This means that whatever is supposed to happen in the natural will now happen supernaturally in your life when we depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And did you know that, that God could do the same thing in your own life? What are the things in your life right now that you've been wondering about or studying or not sure about? And when you think about that situation, do you believe that God can do it supernaturally? Do you believe that? That the Holy Spirit can make it happen? The answer is yes. But remember, God will only do it if it fulfills a purpose in his life. in his time, or a purpose for you, to fulfill your destiny. Mary bearing a child was to fulfill the purpose of the Son of God to come in the world, to be the Savior of the world. And her having it as a virgin was to fulfill a prophecy. The impossible was going to happen through the Holy Spirit. The same will happen in your own life. The impossible can happen because of the Holy Spirit. God can heal you. He can send you a financial blessing. You can meet somebody. You can have a child. You can have a, your business, whatever you've been thinking or saying, God, I don't know why this hasn't moved or shifted in my life. God can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Zechariah 4.6 says, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says God. Jesus did the very things he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And some people will say, well, he was God. He was God, but he was also human. And he did the things he did because the power of the Holy Spirit was in him. Cast out demons, raised people from the dead, caused those who were sick to be healed, spoke the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the same spirit that was in Jesus lives in us today. And so we have to understand our authority in Christ and understand the power that is living in us. The problem we're having today is we're too distracted, we doubt ourselves, and we don't understand who lives in us. And the Bible says in 1 John 4:4, that greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. Amen. Amen. And so we have to think about it as a church, as the body of Christ. This is an army that's sitting in the pews right now. You have to understand your authority in God. We have to know this word. We can't just come on Sunday and just kind of, okay, this was nice. We read the, the scripture today. We have to know this word. We have to speak this word. We have to let this word speak in us, and then we have to call out God's word so that we can know what's right and what is wrong. And if we don't have that, we are going to sink into problems and challenges. Do you know who you are in Jesus Christ? Do you know who your identity is in Jesus Christ? That if everything were to fall in your life, no lights, no car, no house, no health, will you be like Job and say, naked I came to this world and naked I will go and I will worship the Lord because he is God. Amen? Can we say that this evening and understand the spirit of God is in you and me? We can't go to God and be like, I wish this would happen or will it to happen because many of us have done that and that's living in the flesh. There's a difference between walking in our flesh and walking by the spirit. God wants us to say to him, not our will, but God's will in our life. And so when God says something like he told Mary, you're going to have this son. You better believe and know that if God says it in our life, he's going to give you the power to see it, the power to live it, the power to do it. That's how God works. And so in in, uh, Mary's life, she was able to have this son through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was born to fulfill a prophecy and to fulfill a purpose, which is to be the savior of the world. And so look at verse 38. This is how Mary responds to all of this. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Number four today, when you think about God's word, agree with God's plan to fulfill your destiny and be the first to do something great in your family. That's number four. God chose Mary to complete this uh, plan. And he talked to her through an angel, and he told her what would happen, and it would all happen through the Holy Spirit. But think about all the questions that were probably still in her mind. How am I going to tell my parents about this? How am I going to tell my community what they're going to think? What will Joseph think? I'm engaged. God, this is crazy. I'm going to get pregnant before being with Joseph? Am I really the prophetic woman in the Bible that was spoken years ago about a virgin having a son? Am I really that person This is too much for me. No one is going to believe me. But her answer to God was still yes. And God had this out of a box, totally out of the box uh, plan for Mary. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to her, but it made sense to God because this was God's prophecy. And you are going to have to face your family your friends, your relatives, work people, church family, and tell them, I'm doing this because God told me to do this. I don't get it. I don't even like it. This journey is hard, but I'm doing it because God told me to do this. God told me to give $10,000 to the church. I know it's crazy, but God told me to do this. Amen? Trying to help you out, Pastor Nick. (laughs) No, I'm being serious. If God is prompting you to give money to the church, please be obedient to the Lord. Because you don't know what blessings in store for you. You give 10000 God can give you 20 i am not joking about this. I've seen it happen in my life. God is saying to you, lose those friends. Those friends are bringing you down. They're not helping you. They're causing you to go on the wrong track. Find new friends or try to educate the ones that are, or try to help the ones that are uh, moving you in the wrong direction. God is saying to you to be a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Don't be cold, don't be hot, don't be, and don't. sorry, don't be lukewarm, but Jesus says be cold or hot. And you know, God wants you to follow him completely. Right. Don't have this sort of uh, come to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week I'm kind of dying, I don't know what to do. This is your time. This is your time to fulfill your destiny. This is a community of believers. This is an army. The church is to prevail, not to fail. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so when I think about my own life, I remember I had to make a decision about when God called me to ministry. I was doing my science degree at school and all my friends were uh, now we're all applying for our fourth-year studies. And I knew that I had to change my direction. And it was hard. I had to go to my friends and tell them and they're not believers in Jesus. They had their own religion. I've decided I'm not going to do the fourth year of studies. I'm only going to stop at three years. I'm going to do a Bachelor of Science. I'm not going to do an honors because God called me. What do you mean God called you, Tina? God called me. That's just how it is. What, what, what more can I say? Right. Right. And I made the right decision. Right. I don't go. have any regrets about that. <laughs> because if we don't follow what God wants us to do, you're going to have a hard time. You don't want to be like Jonah stuck in a fish for three days. (laughs) And you don't want to be longer than that. So I just say to you respectfully, whatever God calls you to do, do it. Fulfill it. Because on the other side of it, you don't know what the journey holds. And so what is God calling you to do right now? And will you be like Mary and say yes? Yes to your destiny. Yes to your call. Yes to something bigger than yourself. And I want you to notice something in the word here. <coughs> notice Mary was asked to do something that has never been done before. There was never a virgin in the Bible that, was, that conceived of a child through the power of the Holy Spirit. She was going to be the mother of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes God's gonna ask you to do something in your life that's never been done before. And you keep saying to God, I can't do it because this is crazy, doesn't make any sense. And what if God's saying, I don't want you to ask those questions anymore? I want you to just do what I'm asking you to do because I am God and you are not. And maybe you have to be the first to do something that's never been done in your family or circle before. And everybody around you is gonna be like, you're a crazy person. But you're not. You heard from God, and you're trying to fulfill your destiny. You're either going to have to trust God or trust yourself or trust people or trust the lies of Satan. And I say to you, please trust the Lord. Walk in the ways of God. And so what is God asking you to do in your life that has never been done before? Are you the first one to go to school? Are you the first one to be a doctor in your family? The first one to be a minister? the first one to uh, uh, do a certification or the first one to be a CEO of a company. Whatever it is, God is asking you to do it and he will give you the power to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be afraid. May you be like Mary and realize that God will empower you to do the impossible so that you fulfill your destiny. Our prayer today is as we think about our time with God and our, and our time in our relationship with the Lord is will you... Be like this innocent young lady who had no skill sets and say to God, may it be as you have said. And if you have that desire to do that today, to to respond today, we want to spend some time right now in prayer before we get to our time of communion because this is serious. You don't want to be later in your life regretting what you didn't do for God. Now is your time. Now is the time to fulfill your destiny. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as we have looked at this word, (coughs) we are so thankful that Mary was so bold. As she didn't understand everything that was going to happen, but she understood that she was being called. And right now, I know that in this sanctuary, there are things that you've been telling us, God, and some of us have been like Mary and we've said yes. Some of us have been resisting the Holy Spirit and some of us have said no. And so Lord, I pray you turn our hearts right now. I pray that we would respond to what you have said. I pray that we would be open to our to your calling. I pray that we would fulfill the destiny in our life because you have something bigger in store so we pray in the name of Jesus that our hearts will be like Mary that we will not be afraid and that we will allow the power of the Holy Spirit to take full control in the church we call that entire sanctification so we pray God that we would surrender completely to Amen. you and not make excuses anymore Not say I can't do it because I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this. Not say that we are not ready because it's the wrong time, but to understand that our time is now. For we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't even know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So Lord, now we need to make our decision. So in the name of Jesus, I pray, give us the boldness and strength to respond to the very things you've called us to do. And may we do it with a good and cheerful heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.